Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, so many people, they believe a church can save them. I'm sorry. Calvary Chapel cannot save you. There isn't any church that can save you. I don't care how you were raised. Most people believe that good people go to heaven. That is wrong. That wrong doctrine will send you to where you don't want to go. Only forgiven people go to heaven. People want to believe in a heaven. The idea of a place of wondrous comfort to live in after death is really appealing. Hell, not so much. So men and women have spent thousands of years trying to figure out a way to get to what they believe heaven is. Pastor Mark will be teaching what the Bible has to say about heaven. He'll talk about what's going to happen to the earth during the last days, as well as the thousand-year reign of Jesus. He'll remind you that the only way to get to heaven is to become a child of God by repenting of your sins and accepting Jesus' death on the cross for you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Resurrection, the Believer's Hope. Now, look at verse 14 in your Bibles. I have it on the New Living because I like this. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus, watch this, returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. This is the beginning of the rapture. What we see there is Jesus is going to come back. When he returns, who is he going to bring with him? Come on, you just saw it there. Who is he going to bring with him? If you had a relative that died, if they were a Christian, a friend, what happened to them after they died? They went where? Right to heaven. So he's going to bring them what? Back with him. Of course. And you're going to see why, because they're going to join their body that's laying in the grave. I'll show that when we get there. So let me read you First Peter. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth with a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So every Christ follower lives with hope now. We have the hope of the resurrection and a new body that's going to be designed for eternity. Jesus died, was raised again to life. He's the foundation of our faith. The basis of Christian hope is in one thing, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, look at this. Jesus' resurrection is a promise for every Christ follower. 
That's the promise. So his promises are always true. Well, look what this says. Romans 8, Paul writes this. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That proves that you're a Christian because the Holy Spirit can't live in you until you ask him to forgive your sins, Jesus. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, just as he did it, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. So the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. By the way, how many of you believe Jesus was raised from the dead? Let me see your hand. Okay, some of you may not be here. You're going to have to believe that. Otherwise, you can't get saved. Because that's the power, that same power that opened that tomb, that same power lives in you and lives in me. That will raise me from the dead. Paul's the one that always talks about the body as a tent. You know why he talks about the body as a tent? He's a tent maker. <laughs> How many think it'd be a good time someday to get a new body? Anybody think they'd be glad to have a new body? Right. Here's what I learned through the years. When you get older, the tent begins to leak. <laughs> Am I right? What happened over? Oh, what are what are my teeth? I'm ready for a new body. Are you ready for a new body? I got new eyeballs now, baby. My cataracts are gone. Farther than my sin is gone. Praise the Lord. Scratch. Done. I just have to look at these to read. But I can see you perfectly. Amen. By the way, when I get to heaven, amen. No more paying for glasses. Praise the Lord. Now, listen to this. I want you to understand this statement. I'm going to say it very clearly. Our resurrection after death will be just as literal and physical as Jesus' own resurrection. It'll be exactly the same way physically. So let's read this together. See, this is our hope. The resurrection of Jesus is my hope. That's my promise from God, that I will live in heaven forever. Here it is. Let's read it together. Clear your throat. Come on. Here we go. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the what? And the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everybody I'm talking to will die. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you will live. And that means you will live in heaven forever. Now, if you don't, you will not live in heaven forever. You will live in hell forever. You say, well, I know. I knew Jesus that way. God's that way. hates people. No, no. He loves you enough that he sent his son to die for you. He doesn't hate you, but God's a just God. You will pay the penalty if you disobey and absolutely say, not interested. Don't even think that way. Now, look what Paul does in verse 15. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Now, notice those first words. According to the Lord's own. That means God gave Paul a special revelation concerning death, resurrection, and rapture. We don't know how we got it, whether God did it direct or did it through a dream or vision. We don't really know. 
But the verse is a huge assurance for all believers. Christ followers never have to worry or wonder about death or life after death or the rapture. We have the truth from God himself. We do not live by speculation. The world lives by speculation. What's going to happen to me? What happens after death? Where are they now? What's going to happen? We don't have that. We have none of those worries. We don't worry about death. We don't worry about life after death. We don't worry about the second coming and all that. We have the truth from God. We live by, come on, the Bible. It's revelation. This is God's mind to us. This is exactly what's going to happen to you and me. Now, not only will the souls of the dead in Christ return with him, we saw, but the bodies will be resurrected at his coming. Now, what Paul is talking about, the bodies of dead Christ followers will be resurrected immediately before the living Christ followers are taken up to heaven. So Paul was pointing the believers away from grief toward hope. He was saying regarding those who had died. You don't have to worry, Paul says, about your relatives or friends in the church here, Paul says, that have already died. If they died in Christ, you will see them again. So he clarified what they were concerned about. Actually, every Christ follower who is alive on earth at the time of Christ's coming will not go before them. And I'll show you what that looks like. So here's verse 16. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Now, just look at me. He'll come down from heaven. This is not an angel coming. This is Jesus coming. He's going to come, you'll see in a moment, in the air. He doesn't come to the ground. He comes in the air. Look what he comes with. With a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And here's the key. And the dead in Christ will rise first. So Jesus himself descends among this great pomp and ceremony, kind of a shout of authority, the voice of majesty, the trumpet call of victory. And then those who have already died in Christ will be resurrected first. Now, what does that look like? Well, there's a word that we call rapture. And you'll hear a lot of people that will say to you, ah, you're one of those churches that believes in the rapture. There's no such word in the Bible, the rapture. Well, they just don't realize where the word came from. Of course there is. This whole principle is there. And every evangelical church believes in the rapture. Now, some of them will believe different ways. We're not going to get into that pre-wrath, mid-tribulation, all that kind of stuff when he's coming. We're premillennial. We just believe it's going to happen where? Before the judgment even starts day one. Why? Because God didn't appoint us to wrath. The seven years is full wrath. We're out of here before the wrath comes. He's taking us out of here. Got it? Pre-trib is who we are. Now, there's other believers that say mid, post, whatever. That's okay. They're believers. Relax. That doesn't separate us. They still believe in Jesus. Do you understand? Here's what's going to happen, though. When we go and they join us, we're going to say, told you so. (laughs) I'm just kidding. If you're visiting from another church, relax. But I'm going to teach what we believe and what I believe the Bible obviously teaches. Now, here's, here's how this translation went. It started in Greek, and then it went to Latin, and then it came to English. Greek, harpazo. All of these words, Latin, ruptious, caught up to snatch away. Gone. Snatch away. So when that Latin was 
taken and put into the English language, here's the word, rapture. The time that Jesus will return, notice, in the air to take his followers to heaven. That's the rapture. There's no sign for it. There's no time for it. Could happen any time. We don't know when it happens. So we'll talk about that. We need to be ready. That's why Paul said, don't be out there sexually screwing up and doing all this kind of stuff. Look, you want to please God because it could happen tomorrow morning. And so he's just trying to get us ready with an expectation of that. Now, look at this in verse 17. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up, here it is, together with them, those that have already died, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so will we be with the Lord forever. Let's start over at the left side here. You see the word rapture. You see the arrow coming down and then going up. Now that blue arrow is who? That's the people who have what? Died already. They're Christians. Now why is it coming down? Because where were they? They were in heaven. Their body was in the grave. They were in heaven. So they're coming down with Jesus. Where was Jesus? Hello, heaven. So this is, he's coming in the air. There they are. Now, they're going to go, notice the little line now. And the other people in the red are who? Let's just say at noon today, all of you that are Christians, that's you. If Jesus came, who goes first? The dead in Christ. Now, their body joins them in the air. And that's when they get a new tent. Excuse me, a new body. It joins them. They get this new body. We don't know what they are in heaven right now. We don't know what that looks like. But they get a new glorified body just like Jesus. They go first. Now, why do they go first? That isn't fair, Pastor Mark. They've been living in heaven the whole time. They go first because they're six feet under. Now, let me explain it. It takes a little longer. No, that's just a joke. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work very well, but I have no idea why they go first. But they go first. Then here's us. We then what? We join them. What does snatched up look like? Boop. Well, Pastor Mark, thank you. I will wait just before that happens and then accept Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll see something. It's called the twinkling of an eye. You can't even get the first letter out. You're gone. You're not gone. They're gone. And your chance is over. That's why Jesus says the day of salvation is today. Today. Well, Pastor Mark's been 2,000 years. Hasn't happened. I guess he's never coming. Careful. This is a promise from God. Coming. Whether we go by death a rapture, it doesn't really matter. Just so you're a Christian, we're going to go to heaven. See, seconds later, every one of those people, when we come, let's just say he just came now at 12 noon. We rise, we get our brand new bodies instantly, and we join them. Their body, which has been in the grave. A lot of people ask this question to me quite often. Pastor Mark, cremation seems weird. God's going to have a big trouble with that. Well, I'm very serious, because a lot of people used to teach it was wrong to be cremated. 
What just happened with the latest plane, the Boeing latest plane? What happened to every single person on that plane? What were they done? They were cremated. Well, God can't put people back together. How can he take all that dirt and dust and put them back together? What do you think we started as? Every one of us started as dirt. Hello. You think it's a problem from God? No problem. By the way, what happens in a grave that's been there 2,000 years? It's nothing but dust. Same deal. Relax. Celebrate your death however you want. Linda and I are going to be cremated. It's cheaper, easier. I'm out of here. Gone. <laughs> Amen? Whatever you want. That's no problem. We're not saying you shouldn't be. But understand, that means now I'm in heaven. And all the rest of this, all of that's going to happen. But I want you to read one thing. Here's the hope for you and me. Look at verse 17. And so we will be, come on, and so we will be with the Lord. How long? Wow. Forever. Our life is here. It's over. It's done. It's finished. See, that's a picture of a reunion. Here's a picture from Lynn and I and our kids, our grandkids. Just take a look. Reunions on earth are a neat thing. Here's myself, my wife, my daughter, son-in-law, my son, wife, daughter-in-law, and all the grandkids, all four. Now think about this. That's a picture of what a union like in heaven. We're praying that every single one of those, they know God. Will that be a better reunion in heaven than here? Christmas was great. But when we're in heaven... It's not just going to be them. My mom and dad are there. My brother's there. Linda's mom and dad's there. You talk about a reunion. Hallelujah. How many of us have relatives and good friends who we know are in heaven right now? How many of you have? Amen. How many of you have loved ones, friends, coworkers, neighbors? If they died today, we would never see them again. Here we are. Now, you know why we're a church? Jesus loved the whole world. That's why we're here. When I think about that, that's a sad thing. When I walk in the neighborhood, we have wonderful people in the neighborhood that do anything for you, but they want nothing to do with God. I can't change that, but I can pray for it. I want to challenge you. Let's pray for our loved one and our friends to come to salvation. You know, the Bible says if I pray his will, it'll happen. That's the will of God. So let's not forget them. Well, I'm going, Pastor Mark. That's selfish. That's one of the most selfish things you could ever say. I'm going to heaven. It doesn't matter. Oh, it does matter. That's why he put us here. To be what? Salt and light. That's why we're here. Now, Paul ends this whole mess, clarification beautifully, with verse 18. Look at it. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Not only do we not grieve like unbelievers, but we look forward to that day of the great reunion in heaven. That's the hope of the church, that we'll be united with him and our friends and loved ones forever and ever and ever. Now, we started by reviewing how we got here on this earth. How'd you get here? You got here because God created you. But the biggest question is not that. Life's biggest question is this. Where will you go When you leave the earth that God planted you on, there's only two destinations, heaven 
with God. Hell separated from God. You see, so many people, they believe a church can save them. I'm sorry. Calvary Chapel cannot save you. There isn't any church that can save you. I don't care how you were raised. Most people believe that good people go to heaven. That is wrong. That wrong doctrine will send you to where you don't want to go. Only forgiven people go to heaven. So many of our friends are good moral people, and they'll tell you that, and they are. They're loving. But being a moral person and a good person will not do it. See, there's only one way to get to heaven. Jesus said it like this. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. No one gets to heaven except through me. See, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for the world. He died for your sins. It's done. It's finished. There's a way for you to go to heaven. But there are people here. Many people this weekend have made a decision. I'm going to ask God to forgive me of my sins, which he will instantly, and believe and put my faith in him. Here's been my prayer all weekend. When you see your future from the Bible, you now know there's no other exceptions. He is the only way to get to heaven. And when you see that, Paul wrote this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, he's your boss now, and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Here's what I want to do. Everybody bow your head right now. Just be quiet. Christians, pray. If you're here... And you can't say to me, I absolutely know when I die or when the rapture comes, I'm going to heaven. If you can't say that, well, I hope I am. No, wrong. Oh, I think I can because I'm a good person. Wrong. I think I can because I was raised in the church and they saved me. Wrong. Here's what you have to do. You have to confess with your mouth that you're a sinner. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead. That means he paid for your sin. And then you just say, God, I want to put my life in your hands. I'm ready to follow you. This is not a decision that you want to put off. You've been faced with truth today. God wants you to make the right decision. I'm ready to pray that prayer, Pastor Mark. I want to leave here with my sins forgiven. I want a new start in life. I want to know I'm going to go to heaven. To some of you, that seems too good. No, that's our good. That's our father. He's a good, good father. He wants to change your life right now this morning. You have thousands of people on our campuses right now praying for you. But more than that, God's praying for you. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He wants to see you in heaven. And so do your lost friends. They need to hear the truth. But it will start with you. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the doctrine of the resurrection from the dead. You learn that this doctrine is critical to the whole Christian belief system. You also found out that this concept is the basis for the hope you have in God. You are told that this ties in with the rapture, the second coming of Jesus, the great tribulation, and God's final judgment of mankind. 
We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Well, this wraps up Pastor Mark's teaching, Resurrection, the Believer's Hope. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin a new message called, Are You Ready for the Rapture? He'll be teaching more in-depth about the rapture of the church and how that event will kick off the seven-year period of time known as the Tribulation. You'll find out how the followers and opponents of Jesus will fare during this time. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.